Anthony Shadid is Middle East correspondent for the New York Times in Beirut. We asked him today to put what's happening in Libya against the larger backdrop of the Arab Spring. You know, it's a moment that I think is as dramatic as it is telling. Libya now, with the death of Gaddafi, is firmly in the camp of countries like Egypt and Tunisia that have seen their revolutions reach fruition and enter into a perhaps more difficult stage of trying to rebuild governments, come up with the orders that are hopefully going to be lasting and more just than the orders they overthrew. Uh, Colonel Gaddafi and the Libyan Revolution itself was one of the most chaotic in the Arab world. Uh, It was certainly the most violent. It was also the one where we saw foreign intervention, where NATO airstrikes played a very specific role in overthrowing Colonel Gaddafi. That's always left an asterisk, I think, on the Libyan revolt. So there are a lot of eyes on Libya. How is this going to turn out? Is there going to be a debt that has to be paid for foreign intervention? Is a country that's so scarred by the Civil War going to be able to reconcile itself? What's the future for a place that had, you know, admittedly one of the most bizarre, bizarre reigns, let's say, by a very bizarre leader for 42 years? This is the first leader, uh, Muammar Gaddafi, who we've seen killed in the Arab Spring uprisings. There are others who are either still in power or exiled or, like uh, Hosni Mubarak of Egypt, now standing trial. What does the fact that Gaddafi has been killed and that we have images of him, uh, gruesome images, in fact, what is the impact of that in terms of what's being felt through the region? I think it does change the equation as we look forward. You know, power in the Arab world for so long has been about this notion of imperial power. Uh, The power is maintained in some ways because it is so unapproachable. Colonel Gaddafi fashioned himself as this mystic in the desert that was somehow prophetic, but in the end he kept power because power was his alone. So, you know, how is that notion of power going to be modified? Is it possible to have democratic orders? Is it possible to make power more accessible, to make it shared by people? And that's a question that hasn't been answered yet, certainly in Egypt or Tunisia, though we are going to elections in Tunisia this month that could set a precedent. I think there's also, though, you know, we've seen some very grim aftermaths of moments like this. Of course, Saddam Hussein was hung. We see the example of President Mubarak in court, then Ali in exile in Tunisia, Colonel Gaddafi dead now. And it was, I was struck in a conversation I had today with a young activist, and he was looking at that bloody picture of Colonel Gaddafi in Al Jazeera, and he made the point that we should have done better than this, uh, that he should have faced a trial, that this isn't justice. In fact, this is more of a bloody past that these Arab uprisings in one respect or another, we're supposed to transcend. And he made the point, why couldn't we have had a trial, explore his crimes, understand what he meant for the country, and then try to reconcile ourselves with the past so that we can head toward the future. Anthony, this is a story throughout the region that you've been covering professionally. It became a personal story, though, when you were held against your will by Gaddafi's government earlier this year, back in March. I think it was five days that you were held? Six days. Six days. Can you tell me what covering this right now means for you, and if if this particular turn of events in Libya means something different from elsewhere for you? You know, I, I guess you spend so many years being a journalist, it's hard not to see it from a journalist's perspective. It was a wrenching experience, you know, I won't deny that. And, and I think even in the little time that we were kept in custody in Libya, we saw the utterly bizarre nature of Colonel Gaddafi's rule. I remember when we were finally released in Tripoli, there was a slogan that was written on a billboard, and it read, 42 years of permanent joy. Uh, I remember when I went back to Tripoli after the capital itself had fallen to the rebels, I'm not sure it was the same billboard, but it was the same slogan, and someone had crossed out 42 years and written the first year of permanent joy. And I think that's a sense of a lot of people in the region, that Colonel Gaddafi's death represents kind of an end of an era for a lot of people, that this is a a time the Arab world had to suffer for so long, 
under despots and dictators, and, and perhaps his death, as gory as it was and as unfortunate perhaps as that he didn't face trial, it does mark a, an end to a very long era. New York Times reporter Anthony Shadid is the Beirut bureau chief for the Times, speaking to us from Beirut. Thank you very much. My pleasure.